0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, everyone. It is time for Redman Bite Size. A Bite Size look at all the things happening around Liverpool Football Club on today, Monday, the 3rd of April. We're going to be talking to Bellingham and Conor Gallagher a little bit later on. Uh, but we're going to kick things off uh, in the aftermath of Jürgen Klopp's pre-Chelsea press conference and some of the fallout from that. Some interesting quotes. Uh, first and foremost, the gaffer was asked about uh, the sacking of Brendan Rodgers and Graham Potter. Um, the quotes, obviously, you can get directly from the press conference, which will be available uh, on our podcasting platforms and on YouTube as well. But I'm, I'm reading these specifically from Paul Gorse from the Liverpool Echo and from This is Anfield. Um when asked about Potter slash Rodgers, uh, what can I say? The elephant in the room is why am I still sitting here in this crazy world, last man standing. So I think both clubs are not where they expect to be. I respect Potter slash Rogers a lot. Good people, fantastic managers. That's part of the business, but that is it. Last week, Nagelsmann, and now these two. The season is in a decisive part people are afraid of not reaching their targets yeah really interesting to see club obviously talking about that in in typical yagan fashion A somewhat tongue-in-cheek reference because, of course, he's well aware of Liverpool's underachievements this season, as we all well know, uh, knocked out of all of the cup competitions, not in the hunt for the Premier League title and very much on the outside um, of the top four challenge. uh, And some already believing that it might be done and dusted already. Um, But yeah, Jürgen obviously making reference, he's not stupid, he's well aware of the situation that he's in. And in fact, he goes on to say, uh, I am aware I am sitting here because of the past, not what we did this season. Yes, we have smart owners who know about the situation. Uh, he says he's not afraid of the sack. No, uh, there's no need for being afraid. I need to deliver. Uh, and there is a really interesting quote here uh, where he says, uh, there's no need to be afraid. I need to deliver. I'm not here as a talisman or for murals on the walls of houses. I'm here to deliver. And it's obviously been said by Jürgen a lot, you know, he's not a fan of having his name sung. He's a humble guy, and obviously we've seen the the Jurgen Klopp murals gone up. There's been a number of them over the years around the city of Liverpool, but it's interesting that he should reference that. That you know he doesn't necessarily feel that he's deserving of those things, and I can't help but wonder how awkward that would feel and a, a strange, uh, unnecessary amount of pressure where. I think once your time is done and you've moved on from a football club, you have to have your time celebrated, but to have your time celebrated while you're still almost in his eyes in the midst of a project and particularly when it's not going to plan must be um, particularly difficult. So obviously something that's in his mind that he doesn't want to be seen as almost like part of the furniture. He knows that he has to prove himself on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis just because he's been successful in the past doesn't mean that... um, he will remain bulletproof forever, but again, the way I bullish he is often when he talks about these things, and that, you know he just says, "If this was my fair," he says, "I'm not saying I'm sitting here not because of the past, not because of what we did this season, as mentioned already. If this was my first season, it would be slightly different." Uh, which again is an interesting quote. He's obviously again he's well aware that he has got the time afforded to him to rebuild this Liverpool team, but also knows that no man's. Um, stock remains high forever. There's only so much credit one can have in the bank. And if he doesn't get things you know, on the right track this the rest of this season and going into next season, of course, then yeah, it could be an interesting conversation. But very, very bullish about his chances about turning things around as Jürgen often is in these situations, which will provide, I imagine, a great deal of comfort to uh, Liverpool fans in, the, in these sort of trying times, shall we say, at the moment. Uh, one thing that the sackings of... Uh, the managers mentioned there, does mean um, is that Jürgen Klopp is now the longest-serving manager in the Premier League. Uh, one thing to take this a little bit more uh, further afield, and I discussed this on the Biased Football podcast, which we've just recorded over on Uh he's actually the third-longest-serving manager in all of the football pyramids um, in the, of the 92 football clubs. Uh, professional football clubs in England today, behind only Simon Weaver of Harrogate Town and John Coleman of Accrington Stanley, um, ahead of Pep Guardiola, ahead of Mark Robbins Thomas Frank, Matt Gray, Gary Rowett, Mikel Arteta, and David Moyes, making up that top ten. And another little shout out there, uh, further down in 11th, 12th, 13th, uh, former Liverpool forward Nigel Clough at Mansfield Town, good on him. Um, so yeah, wild to see that Jurgen there. Who uh, at time of recording, seven years and 177 days that he's been Liverpool boss. Um he has got a, a little bit of a gap Simon Weaver has been at Harrogate for 13 years and 317 days. John Coleman at Accrington 8 years 197 days. So obviously Yeagin wouldn't catch them because that's not possible if they remain in situ, but it is interesting that there's no, it's not outside the realms of possibility that he could see himself as the longest serving manager. In the whole of the country uh, if something were to destabilize the positions of weaver and coleman Uh, anyway a little bit of an aside um one more uh, from a player on loan actually as far as asides go um Liverpool Loney, this is from uh, Kiva O'Neill of The Athletic who was a wonderful guest on Thursday Night Pint uh, the week a week before last um, reporting Liverpool Loney Connor Bradley was outstanding for Bolton Wanderers today as they won the EFL trophy, uh, this was uh, yesterday evening, uh, he's 19 and was one of the best players on the pitch at Wembley she says, I lost count of his sprints forward and back, uh, he's dependable in defence and calmly creative in attack uh, and she was asked the question by yeah, uh, guy called Trev McIntosh on Twitter is the lad a right back or a left back? I can't remember. Would love him to push Trent for minutes next season if he's a right back. If a left back option to move Costas on for a bit of cash. Uh, and Kiva replied, right back, but looked pretty comfortable when he did appear on the left today. So yeah, good to see another Liverpool loney having a good old spell there. And obviously there is a bit of a step down uh, in terms of the level that Bolton are You know, to step up to to Liverpool would be a big ask. We talked about Liverpool getting back on track and whether that's a player who's available to help out the first team or is it one that maybe goes out and gets another loan and increases his value. That is what you want to see. We've seen a number of instances where players have maybe dropped down slightly too far and that's been the end of them. Whereas we often say on on Redmond that If you're going to drop down a division or even two, you need to be one of the best players in that division when you do it, if you have a hope of succeeding at Liverpool at the highest level. So, yeah, encouraging for Conor Bradley. doesn't mean he'll go back into the first team. I think it means that Jürgen will definitely be able to run the rule over him. We know Calvin Ramsey's not had things go his way this season since joining, but it's interesting that he was brought in as a permanent senior sign and Conor Bradley was sent out on loan. I wonder whether there's circumstances where those two might be competing for a backup slot. Uh, in Liverpool's squad for right back for next season but it's obviously summer will be pivotal for both of those players I don't think it would do Conor Bradley necessarily any loads of uh, any any it wouldn't be bad for his career if he was to take another loan at a slightly higher level and see how he how he copes with that one. Because worst case scenario, then you've at least got a saleable asset on your hands if he, if he can get a good championship loan under his belt next time around. But winning a piece of silverware and, and being a, a big contributing factor and that certainly won't harm his development in any way, shape or form. Um, Okay, in terms of players who we've seen out on loan previously, uh, but are very much looking for permanent transfers. The first one we want to talk about is um, Conor Gallagher, um, who has been linked with Liverpool of late. Uh, This article comes from Miguel Delaney, chief football writer of The Independent. Liverpool lineup summer move for Chelsea's Conor Gallagher. Exclusive, Jürgen Klopp has identified the England international as a strong target as Liverpool look to overhaul their midfield options. This was written on Sunday as well. Um, The article goes on to say, Jürgen Klopp has identified Chelsea's Conor Gallagher as a summer transfer target, with the 23-year-old featuring high up on Liverpool's list for midfield reinforcements. Klopp is seeking to upgrade Liverpool's midfield after a difficult season, believes that Gallagher has exactly the kind of energy and attributes that could, go to another level in the Germans' team. While there would usually be a greater difficulty in bringing in an England international from another traditional big six Premier League club, Chelsea are under pressure to offload a number of players this summer. And... Um, Now, this tells you how quickly football moves on. The article says, uh, Graham Potter's side must meet financial fair play requirements after spending so much in the first season of the new ownership. Gallagher is a player they would at least consider an approach for, although he has been seen as a valuable option by both Thomas Tuchel and Potter. It is felt however that Liverpool's more specific midfield structure would suit his all-action game more. He is under contract at Chelsea until 2025. Um yeah, an interesting one. I'll be interested in people's thoughts on Conor Gallagher. Had a very, very, very bright season on loan at Crystal Palace. Um but yet yeah, hasn't really kicked on this season. Now, of course, we well know Chelsea have had their own uh, set of strifes this season, similar in being to Liverpool, lots of injury problems, um, and really not scaling the heights as would be expected. Um, so, yeah, that's been difficult for him. But um, there is clearly a player there. You know, we saw him break into the England setup. 23 years old means that he is very much in the right age record, and he is only just 23 as well. So he's just starting to come into senior sort of age bracket. Um, I guess one interesting point I often make in these is that if he was playing on the continent, if he was 23 and he'd had the experience that he'd had whilst playing in Spain, maybe, you know, he'd been at a, a lower end, on a low, lower end La Liga side and then had come back up to an Atletico or a Real Madrid or a Barcelona and wasn't quite there. Um, would our thoughts and feelings change on that a little bit? Um, but yeah, 33 appearances in all comps so far uh, for Conor Gallagher uh, across uh, DM, CM, AM and right wing. uh, Just one goal and one assist in just over 1,200 minutes, which is not the kind of stats that really sets the pulses racing, if we're being perfectly honest on that. However, um, if you do go back to a season with Crystal Palace in 21-22, 39 appearances in all competitions. 8 goals and 5 assists, Uh, 3,200 minutes uh, for that is far more like the kind of numbers, again, at that level that Liverpool would be tempted by, I certainly believe. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on. um, Could Liverpool make a double Chelsea swoop there and pick up Mason Mount at the same time? It remains to be seen. Um, And just lastly on the podcast, of course, this continues to rumble on and it will do until we see final clarification or holding up a shirt of a different football club but due Bellingham. Remains an interesting topic of conversation. Uh, this is Anfield.com reporting this, but it does come from um, Paul Joyce uh, of The Times. Uh, Jude Bellingham still in, in quotations. Keen on Liverpool transfer claims Merseyside journalist. Uh, Rumours of transfer for Bellingham aren't anything new. Uh, this is Anfield Wright uh, via Sam Milne. Um Jordan Henderson himself recently said it would be amazing if he ended up being a Liverpool player. Reliable Merseyside journalist Paul Joyce has added to the notion that Bellingham could join the Reds in the summer. He wrote in the Times, Before the weekend, Bellingham was keen on the idea of moving to Anfield. And Dortmund's shellacking by Bayern Munich on Saturday demonstrates how the natural order has been restored in the Bundesliga. Um, They go on to write, the 19-year-old midfielder and shown for Dortmund over the last couple of seasons. It's believed that Real Madrid and Liverpool are the two most likely destinations that a midfielder could move to. During the international break, David Ornstein as we've covered on here. Uh, of the Athletic reports that City and Madrid are in stronger positions to sign him. The two clubs mentioned are undoubtedly in stronger financial positions to sign Bellingham, and they could also be more attractive propositions on the pitch. Also, it is hoped that the youngster's personal relationships and the belief in a long-term project that Anfield will help land Liverpool the player, though Trent Alexander-Arnold is a close friend of the star. Those who recently spent time together at a Chris Brown concert in London. Brilliant stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, very much the way with Liverpool uh, being Big Liverpool stories. We kind of saw this at a much, obviously, more frustrating level during um, the the original COVID lockdown, where, within the absence of facts, and with so much Jude Bellingham, so much relying on Jude Bellingham, such a big name, so many clicks to be derived from him, you almost see a counter argument made. In every couple of days and currently this is a positive one that says that he's keen on Liverpool again off the, the back um, of the, the start of the international break I should say David Ornstein was saying that Liverpool didn't want to get into a bidding war and that meant that they'd slipped below them in the pecking order David Lynch came out and, and kind of said no Liverpool very much in the running for him so yeah as mentioned this will kind of rumble on but it is good to see Paul Joyce is someone um, who does carry a good reputation and his reputation comes from he doesn't tend to put his neck on the line for stuff a lot it, it was interesting we saw the, the 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 tier ratings that get made for transfer journalists on Twitter and we see a lot of them in the last few years and Joyce always ends up around the top because yeah when he when he tweets something it tends to be because it's absolutely nailed on now of course this comes from an article that he's written where of course he will put more words um, because it's literally his job um, but it is there's nothing particularly definitive on that of course but yeah the idea that Bellingham was keen on the idea before the weekend. Um, so, yeah, whether Dortmund getting a bit of a pound that means that he's kind of seeing that he's not going to be able to reach the heights, but to make you wonder, would you look at someone like Bayern Munich and think, i just go to Real Madrid. And uh, probably have a bit of an easier life. Um, but anyway, let's hope not. Let's hope he is still very much fixated on a future move to Liverpool and then I can get boxed and then we can all be loads happier about life. Right? Right. Um, loads more to come from us. We've just recorded the uh, biased football podcast I went out this afternoon with myself, Chris Page, Jack and Chloe Bloxham where we talked in depth about the sackings of Graham Potter and Brendan Rodgers, where their careers have been so far, what the next steps for them are going to be. More on the managerial merry-go-round than the Tottenham Hotspur job, but still vacant, of course, um, and other things that are likely to happen. Could Rafa Benitez be a shock move for some of the um, vacant managerial hot seats? Uh, if you want to get involved with that show and have more manager chat, and also we had a good old chat about how Newcastle absolutely battered Man United as well. That was very good. Um, then, yeah, yeah, if you, we've got a special code for you. If you use the code Bitesize, uh, head to redmenplus.com, sign up as a, a monthly club captain tier subscriber, and on the payment screen, use the code Bitesize, B-I-T-E-S-I-Z. E, uh, all caps, and we'll give you 50% off for three months. Yes, half price subscription to Redmen Plus, which means you're going to get that show. Um, super, super cheap indeed. Uh, really, really good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I hope you will go and check that out. Do use the code Bitesize, get yourself some amazing podcasts. And if you're into video stuff as well, you've got you covered on there. Uh, and yeah, we've got some brilliant stuff lined up in the coming weeks, even though the Reds might not be brilliant. We have got you covered. We are that digital cuddle that you need to get yourself through trying times. We've have been in much worse situations than this in the time that we've been doing Red Men, uh, So yeah, we are very experienced in getting ourselves through this and coming out on top. Uh, we hope you will join us over there. Anyway, that is it for Bite Size for me for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to leave a five-star review on your podcasting app, that always helps. Uh, other than that, have a boss day. Tell her. Thanks for listening. If you want even more boss content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now. only from Rustolium